Welcome to episode 71 of Crave the Book. In today's episode, Amber and I cover chapters 118 through 129 of Tracy Wolf's Covet. And in this episode, Hudson and Flint and Calder have to repeatedly go through the chamber. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Woohoo! We have a long, long, well, it's probably not a long episode, but we did long chapters Today. It was one scene, okay? Yeah. I just kept reading until I felt like it was a good time like this it's to stop. And then I saw that I had read 10 chapters. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to be covering chapters 118 through 129 of Covet, which is pretty much the entirety of the bad things that happen in the prison. It was a good chunk. A good chunk. A good chunk of prison. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, when we are getting into these discussions, because we've had so many theories concerning both uh, court and charm, even if I say we're not going to spoil anything in the spoilers for charm, yeah, I would still, if I were you, if, if you haven't read past charm, leave when you hear the wolf howl today, because who knows what we'll think of, but if you haven't read that far, Court or Charm, just listen for that howl, and uh, then you can turn off the podcast and come back to it. Um, so last we left off, Hudson and Calder and Flint had just been through the chamber, which is their like little daily dose of psychological torture, but... Grace has been reassured, you know, don't worry. <laughs> the prison never It's not going to happen every night. Yeah, the prison will never pick it, pick you twice. Um except it does and <laughs> except today. Except today and the day after and the day after. Um so Grace is just repeatedly having to watch both her mate and one of her closest friends go through this like level of torture that she can't even understand because she she has no idea what's going on with them and they won't tell her so she immediately when hudson comes out of it he says that he never deserves to leave this prison um and she goes which is which is a great start to a prison escape plan oh yeah yeah like he just immediately oh yay (laughs) He was so confident at first. He's like, yeah, we're going to get through this. We'll be fine. And then he's just like, I never deserve to leave. And she tries to comfort him. And he just like curls up in a ball like he's afraid of her. Yeah. So like, my issue with Grace at this point is like literally if somebody's not wanting to touch you, don't keep trying to touch them. Repeatedly. Yeah, like she kept doing it, and I was like, "You're clearly making it worse." And at at no point, I mean, I, and then, and this isn't saying that Grace didn't ask, but Tracy didn't write it in, so therefore, I'm like, maybe she didn't ask. But at no point did she sit down and say, "Hudson, like, what did you see?" Right. Like, I, I want to help. What did you see? If you truly feel like you don't deserve to get out of here, tell me what you see. And she doesn't ask him. And she also doesn't ask Flint. She doesn't ask Calder. Like, the whole reason that people can forgive themselves is because other people have also forgiven them. 
but they don't know what you did wrong. So <laughs> you're going to be stuck in an endless cycle of, of horror dreams and then followed by literally being taunted by the person that you have killed repeatedly over and over again in your dream, trying to touch you. Yeah, which would be, I mean... Horrific. I mean, honestly, being rejected after, like, wanting to comfort someone and then them just pushing you yep. away, to me, would be almost as bad. That's my torture. Yeah, like, like that, that, that's what the prison would have set out for me, is just constant rejection. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially from things that, like, for people who know me, I'm not a hugger in any way, shape, or form. So for me to offer a hug, I clearly can see that you're in distress, and I know that that hug would maybe help the issue. And then you say no makes me think that I've read the room wrong. And then therefore it goes into that whole like, am I autistic? What's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm clearly a psychopath. Right. When Grace trying to what I what I really didn't like was she lays with Hudson that night and like cuddles up behind him. And he's still like he's clearly isn't accepting of those cuddles because he's laying on his side facing away from her like shivering and she's like no it's you know i i will hold him i will hold and at that point i don't think that that was the best very selfish yeah and maybe afterwards after he's kind of collected himself and and come to maybe he'll think he did in in that morning that morning he clearly was it wasn't back to his like out of prison Hudson self. Right. But at, at no point did she open up from a discussion point of view of, like, if this happens again, they kind of just imagine that it's not going to happen again. And then it just continues happening over yeah, and over. Yeah, and it gets worse. But that would have been the per that would have been the perfect moment of, is my presence hurting you? Right. And, you know, honestly, if all three of them, Calder, Flint, and Hudson, were to sit together, share what they went through, and mm -hmm. start brainstorming ideas on how they could, you know... Atone. Right. Or, or even just mantras that they could say to themselves while they were in there, or, you know, just anything. Even if it didn't work, just knowing what the others were going through and being able to share and know, like, okay, I'm not alone like, this is going to yeah. suck, but we will get through it. Like, this too shall pass. But mm -hmm. they don't. We're, we're a very egocentric species. So, I mean, we automatically default to, I am having the worst experience. Out right. of the room, my experience is the worst. Or, out of the room, I have done the worst thing. Out of the room, I am the one that does not deserve to get out of here. And it's really, like, almost self-sabotaging to not go through this almost like a therapy session and and say like guys this is this is what i did and this is how i'm paying for it because even if they don't believe that they ever deserve to get out of there grace is there and she does not deserve to be in there so they should be working together to make sure she gets back out and get and at least get um vanda but they're not they're, they're like just almost wallowing in their misery kind of 
And it's not that they don't have the ability to, to pull themselves out of it because they do every night. It takes them a while, but they are able to mm-hmm. kind of recover so that they do have it. It's just that they're not really thinking to work together to the extent that they could be. Yeah. Like if it like literally me, like I wouldn't be constantly going, oh, but it's okay because the prison, it, it wouldn't take us three times, surely. After the second time, I'll be like, yeah, all bets are off. The prison is right. out to get us. It's out for blood. Let's work out a, a strategy for this. Um, and we've got all day to come up with it. Um, they don't. They just kind of almost avoid the issue. And they're not really friends about it. Like all, all Grace is concerned about is why hasn't Remy pulled them out of it or taken their place? And it's like, well, no, they shouldn't have to be suffering this at all. Because nobody's speaking to them about what they're going through. Yeah. I mean, Grace and Remy have never experienced it. Yeah. And and Remy, I mean, he's... I, I'm sure that he's seen this tons of times. If he's been mm-hmm. there his entire life, I'm sure Calder isn't the only one. He hasn't just only had Calder as his, as his little bunkmate, you know? But like, if you were living with somebody, I mean, right? Well, you were living with somebody who, who, let's say, has excruciatingly bad, debilitating periods. Mm-hmm. Every month, their menstrual cycle is horrific. They are hemorrhaging. They are in pain. They are cramping. They are suffering from migraines repeatedly every month. Would you not, as a human being, reach out and say, what can I do to help? What helps? Is it that you need a cold, dark room? Is it that you need a bath? Is it that you would like some more painkillers? Let's go to the doctors. Let's see what we can do about this. Because if it's every single month, it's going to get to the point where you don't, you start to dread it. Right. Because you can't do anything. You can make a pattern that you recognize. You can say to them, hey, you know, let's do this on a scale of one, two, or three, three being the worst. How are you feeling mm-hmm. today? Is it is it all the way to three or is it at a two? Okay, I know that yeah. when you're at level two that what you need is a bath and a Disney movie. I know that at level three what you need is a dark room and, mm-hmm. you know, and n- nothing at all. Like being able to yeah. create. You your- can't remove the period for them. Yeah. Like they have to do that. It's like if they go down the medication route and go down the contraceptive route, then that's that. That's their thing. But for you as the friend even alleviating some of the pain or recognizing what that pain threshold is helps that person through it. You can't ever take their place. You can't go, okay, well this month, well, how about I have the period and not you? That's stupid. You can't do that. But at the same time, your pain does not equal my pain. We could both be having a period at the same time and both be on different pain thresholds, both be on different levels of of issues you might have fibroids and i have polycystic ovaries or you might have um another issue that makes it even worse aren't you glad that like 99 (laughs) percent of our audience identifies as female (laughs) yeah but do you know i mean like even the even the the men who don't have periods or anybody who doesn't have a uterus is going through that with their friends that if their friend has awful things that repeat itself every month without fail and the only reason i'm saying this is because i needed a regular thing to happen repeatedly right you can preempt it you you can be that person that goes uh, don't worry i've 
I've got chocolate already or I've I've already sorted out our evening and just alleviate that pain just a little bit. I know they're in prison, so there's not much they can go in the way of comfort. Like they can't go out and get like the best dinner and they can't put a movie on or anything like that, but they can still make that moment before they fall asleep a little bit nicer. <laughs> Right, right. There's, I mean, I can, and, yeah. I can think of things that they could, so many things that they could try because they've got paper, they've got a pencil. Let's draw a picture of what you're seeing. Let's write, mm -hmm. let's write out, you know, your experiences. Let's make a list of things that that you feel like you're being punished for. That way, once you go in, you're ready to face those things. Like there, I, I don't know. I feel like, yeah. That, but, um. Grace throws I would, out. I also would say like she she's not very observant either. Like she's she's observing things, but she's not putting two and two together. Like she's not she's recognizing that Hudson has stopped eating. Like he stopped drinking blood like entirely. And as a vampire, you'd think maybe that's part of his torture. Yeah, like he's got you. You, you would yeah a negative association. Like, I would be asking him questions in a way where I ask it once and if he goes, I don't, I don't really want to talk about it. And I would say, are you sure? Because I want to get out of here as much as you. Yeah. And kind of bring back that, like, the, the necessity for him to atone. Not because he doesn't deserve to, but because if he doesn't, Grace, his mate, will be stuck there forever. Yeah, like, they have to make a move eventually they can't they can't mm -hmm. just go through this forever but nobody is doing anything to actually no. make a move forward at, at this no. point um grace runs and she's just so shocked by everything that she immediately runs into the bathroom and throws up the first time that they go through it um which i, I like that she specified that she got a new toothbrush because i tell you what that would be my my torture <laughs> is going in and you just have this yeah. slimy nasty toothbrush like no thank you i'll use my the sleeve like, of my jumpsuit out. yeah uh, <laughs> i would i would rather use the sleeve of my jumpsuit just gr uh, grind it and yeah yeah this this is when she also notices that even though remy doesn't seem very phased by it he's very much like a meh it happens every time um it's sad, but we just have to do what we gotta do. It is. She what does it notice is. that he he does. She does notice that he's reading upside down. So clearly not as focused on his activity as as previously thought. And it does make me think that Remy is also going to be just as eager to alleviate the pain as she is. He's clearly affected by what he's watching every night. Calder going through. But that also means that they've been together for however long and every single time they go through the gauntlet of, of going through the chamber, he not at one point has ever asked her, what do you see? I mean, he might know. Can maybe maybe, maybe he does know and he just wants to grant her that privacy. But if that's the case, he should be even more eager to hear what Hudson and Flynn are going through, even if they can shelf the idea of sharing what Calder's going through simply because, you know, maybe he already yeah. knows it and she's used to it or not used to it. But, you know, she she knows what to expect. I, if I were him, I would be very curious as to 
for one, what Hudson and Flynn are going through, and for two, diving deeper into that so he could also figure out maybe why. Well, he doesn't, isn't there a bit where he just assumes that they've done something really, really yeah. bad? Yeah. He just he, he just goes, yeah, well, I, I kind of know that it's already going to be bad, isn't it? In, instead of realizing that, actually, it was nothing. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're children. Like, how bad? Could well, he's the same age, if not younger, wasn't he? Yeah, but when they're in this prison with all of these, like, grotesque creatures that have probably committed all <laughs> kinds of atrocities and two or uh, three teenagers walk in like what is the worst that these teenagers could have possibly done to you know warrant this level of torture so i would be asking questions if i were him even if it wasn't for the standpoint of providing you know that compassion it would be just to understand more about mm. this home that i've grown up in so yeah and also, if you're going to be sharing a cell with people and watching them go through torture, you at least kind of want to know a bit about them privately. Yeah. Like, I would immediately... Maybe that's just me, though. I would immediately start oversharing. <laughs> yeah, especially if you don't know how long you're going to be there. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm completely stuck with these people in my room and they're watching me scream endlessly every single night. May as well come clean about what I'm seeing. Right. I mean, there are some people who shut down about their, you know, their trauma, but it's just the fact that they weren't even offered the opportunity to share that. Yes. Because maybe they would have been more than willing to share and they just weren't granted the, the opportunity mm -hmm. and they felt like it was their burden. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a nightmare. Like, I mean, I've had a nightmare, but I don't think I've ever had a nightmare that's so bad that I've woken up and not immediately wanted comfort from my husband. Yeah. Even if he was the perpetrator in the nightmare, I still want comfort. I still want to talk about it with someone. I still want a human being to acknowledge the pain I've been in, even if it was imaginary and it, it was all in my head. But not one of them seems to think that they deserve comfort, that they deserve to be forgiven. And maybe that is the reason, is that they can't forgive themselves and they don't think anybody else would. So imagine, like, I wouldn't ever want to tell people what I did or what I'm going through because then they would definitely leave me behind. But that's not the reason that they're in the prison. They're in, the pr they're in the prison to get Vander out. But yeah. they seem to have forgotten that. Which I think is kind of the intention of the prison. Like, it's 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 making them forget what why they're even there, what their purpose is, and it's taking away, you know, it's taking away all reason. Um, yeah. And sleep. And sleep. <laughs> because I don't know about you, but if the chain mill was happening every night, I would not be able to fall asleep. Oh no, not not be anticipating torture like that. No way. And then and then you no. got to go into the pit and try to act like you're big and bad in front of a bunch oh, of the hex or the the hex, yeah. The pits, yeah. um trying to act like you're big and bad in front of like these vicious paranormals who literally want to rip you apart and and play their silly little games like calder is the and only haven't been going through chambers every night yeah yeah the first one isn't too bad um and you know grace is going based on the whole like be the biggest and baddest you know in the prison and calder's like 
you know, telling her to that she needs to be a badass. Um, just use a feminine wiles. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you did you get like that? She, she like would you be insulted if somebody goes, oh yeah, but feminine wiles is all you've got. <laughs> I would be offended oh I would be like, well, excuse me maybe if here's the thing with everybody else stripped of their powers aside from you know just the things like strength that can't be stripped because strength isn't necessarily a, a paranormal thing yeah um i mean it would kind of be true because grace really doesn't until she figures out that she can channel remy's mag magic she doesn't really have anything compared to what everybody else has i mean flint i guess doesn't really have anything either no i mean i, I mean but at the same time you'd still have your human abilities like what if you were an amazing photographer just <laughs> a photography competition yeah totally in the <laughs> like but that would be why i was being insulted it's like well do you is that what you think humans are that we are literally just faces like we're just our appearance we also have skill sets we might not be paranormally good at those skill sets but we still are clever we still have common sense we still have um strategy which is what grace then starts to use but it was just disappointing that it was a game that she said was based on like she, she said that it was all based on skill and like, rolling of a marble or something. And I'm like, no, that is literally aiming and chance. Yeah, you'd have... How I mean, she won that game, I have no idea. She would kind of have to have a little bit of muscle memory there, but not necessarily skill. Um, yeah. Did you... Uh, I, I just out of curiosity was wondering if you during the walk like you mean it and carry a big stick, which I love how it autocorrected carry like C-A-R-R-Y to the name Carrie. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, phone. Um, but Calder said walk like you mean it and carry a big stick in reference to uh, Teddy Roosevelt's um, quote. Did that go over your head? Do you guys? Oh, Absolutely. I went. I yep. I went to Roosevelt Middle School. So I, yeah, he was thirty <laughs> second president of the United States. But he said, "Speak softly and carry a big stick." Oh, in relation to something with foreign policy. So I don't, <laughs> okay, but I was just. Well, <laughs> I, but I was just curious. He's he's one of the a Covet lot of, teaching me American history. <laughs> well, there's a lot of presidents that like I don't. If you ask me to name all the presidents, like good luck. But I would remember Roosevelt because he, for one, he looked really really funny, and I like him in the um, Night at the Museum movies. <laughs> and <laughs> wait, yeah, okay. And, and I went to his middle school, and he's the one who teddy bears were named after. Oh. Okay. That's why they're te well, teddy bears. Yeah. But that, yeah. I didn't that, know that. Yeah. But I, that's why I was like, that's a really specific reference to throw in this book. Yeah. No, I, it went over my head and it was just one of those. Have you ever watched a comedian who, um, like puts references in their material uh, about people that you have absolutely no idea? Oh, yeah. And you, you know? just, you just ignore it. You yeah. Know? That is how most American history jokes and, references go for us um uh, and it's especially so when it's like in movies um and it's like wow you look like i don't know who yeah 
Some references make sense, like John Cena. I know who John Cena is. He gets referenced a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, there are people who are like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> and I wouldn't be able to say whether they look like them or not, because right. I have no idea who that is. And so much so, I don't even know what that name was that you mentioned two seconds ago for me to go and Google. Teddy Roosevelt. So, yeah. Teddy. <laughs> but I, I didn't know that he was the reason why teddy bears are called teddy bears. Yeah. Oh, cute. Um, so, um, so what, when you're in prison, uh, or, or, or when when you are anxious, do do you eat or do you starve? I starve. Starve? Oh, I absolutely gorge myself, silly. Yeah. Food. I starve. Mm. I I can't eat. My stomach will feel like it is full at like full capacity even if I haven't eaten anything and it'll be growling and I'll start getting that like feeling of your stomach, like curling in on itself, but mm. it, it will, the idea of putting anything into it will just be absolutely yeah. awful. I have a, like a really bad, like, re like relationship with it because I know, I know that like, if I'm really, really anxious, I'm not going to eat. I don't, I don't remember that I'm hungry, but if somebody put a plate of food in front of me, I would absolutely eat it. Yeah. Because my brain's like, this is the normal thing to do. Like, I'm supposed to eat, right? Um, but I remember so many times my mother walking out on us, like literally storming out of the house with a suitcase, getting in the car. We had no idea how long she'd be. And the first thing that my dad would do would go put the oven on and put food in. And I would always be really confused when he did it. I'm like, well, this is not a priority. Why is, why are you doing this? And then that made me feel as if I'm not allowed to eat when I'm anxious. And then it kind of double whammies itself. So I'm like, oh, but I haven't eaten in like four hours. <laughs> yeah. It's like eating, eating can become task accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it also means that like, because I'm focusing on something else, it and it's quite a like a rhythmic thing like chewing it makes me kind of not think about what i'm anxious about and it tends to kind of subside it a bit but yeah i always feel like it's really strange when people go like oh i'm not hungry because it's almost like you're punishing the person and i and i have that issue that if if I was cooking dinner or, or anything, I would want to make sure that the other person in the room was fed. But if I was having like a, a, I was upset or angry or anxious and I said, oh, I'm not hungry, that immediately starts a fight. So I just force myself to eat. Yeah. And that is my abusive childhood. <laughs> what if it was present food though? If Again, it would be like, a, I need to eat this to show people that, it's dinner time. What if it was crab legs? And no, I absolutely not. <laughs> no, I would starve. <laughs> I would I genuinely, if 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 meat got outlawed and seafood was brought in as the only like source of protein, no, I'd die. <laughs> I'd go full. On, I would go full on vegan. Absolutely no way am I eating crabs or prawns or lobsters. They're gross. They're bugs. No. <laughs> I have eaten crickets and lo um, locusts more readily than a crab claw. <laughs> Man, what about art what about artificial crab? That's made. It's just fish. No, like, no. Again, like, we got like little crab. We've got fish sticks. You know, like, like have that like pink outside. No, absolutely not. 
No. Hmm. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I don't even know where we're at. <laughs> I've lost my train. Um, so there, there's a moment when um, they are leaving to the hex and this big ladder comes down. Yes. Um, and everybody kind of goes on their way to up up down the ladder up the ladder i can't remember hole in the floor so down the ladder and um as grace is putting her hands on the ladder to go down hudson like rips her away and then steals a kiss like he's almost stealing moments of knowing i've been pushing you away and i need to cement our relationship again but also that they are very 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 rarely alone and if they were to, for example, both accidentally go to the shower at the same time, everybody in the room knows. Right. Then they're not allowed very many natural private moments. And I think that this was his way of stealing a moment. Yeah, and kind of letting her know that, like, we we are still okay. Like, I'm going through yeah. hell, but... Yeah. And he even allows like a little bit of light flirting and he gets a giggle out of her and he starts chuckling, which makes her feel, okay, okay, we, he's not so broken that he's not still my Hudson. Yeah. This is when Calder smacks him in the ass, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Remy says, do you want me to smack him in the other one to even it out? <laughs> I, I love that, that whole scene. Yeah. But like, can you imagine like something that makes your husband your husband them not doing it for six days yeah you would be starting to freak out because it's n it's like you are this person that i have lived with for over 10 years and all of a sudden for six days you've not done the thing that you have done repeatedly are you okay oh yeah and i've like been if my with, oh I've, I've been with people who have shut down like that yeah it's scary because you feel like, well, that's a fundamental part of you and you're not doing it anymore. And even if I try and coax it out of you, it's not happening. I don't I don't know how reparable this is. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if my husband suddenly stopped cracking jokes and stopped making me laugh and stopped laughing himself to my jokes, I would panic. Yeah. Because... The sense of humor is something that's really, really important for somebody to have if they've always had it. Yeah, and Hudson, I mean, he kind—he of, isn't like being his his normal self, and it's not even that the jokes he does finally start making. It's not that they're like extremely funny, but it's something. It's like it, it is a clue. Yeah, he's trying. Yeah, he's he's putting in a little bit of effort, and it's like Grace is able to finally like breathe again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is good because they have to go and arm wrestle with creatures they've got that, to go in yard <laughs> yeah they have to go to go to the yard um <laughs> which turns out to be a big hexagon shaped building of a bunch <laughs> of debauchery yeah everybody <laughs> gambling and arm wrestling and betting coins and it, so i i know i know that this is this is a uh is it young adult or is it new adult? Yeah, it's it's YA. YA. So I know that it's YA, but so like clearly clearly written um, with some sexual content, mm -hmm. but not so much that it becomes the main basis of it. 
But I was really surprised that gambling was the only thing that was there at the Hex. Well, with guards there, I mean, I guess... Yeah, but if they're allowed to gamble and they're allowed to fight and arm wrestle and, and things like that, you'd think that there would be some kind of prostitution, sex work. Um, there was no trading. There was no... Sh like, there was the... Was it a CD shop that Hudson yeah. went to? So, uh, books. Books, yeah, books. And, like, I'm just I sat there like... Mm, this well, is the only time that cellmates get to interact with each other, and for some reason they just keep end up ending up in the place where they bet on things. It's probably because in America we have a lot like gambling is is legal in most states. Um, in Ohio, it's not. You have to go. There are places where you can gamble, but it's not. Huh? It's what? You, you, there weren't originally we couldn't have casinos in ohio i think that they actually changed that like we could do the lottery we could play the lottery every state has its own lottery you could buy lottery tickets but for a long time we couldn't have casinos in ohio i actually think that they lifted that though because we do have some casinos. so do you have like what we call one-armed bandits do you, call, do you call them that i don't think so like a slot machine oh yeah what well, do, do you have those i think that we do now you used to have to go to kentucky to gamble there was That's fascinating yeah we had one we had one um on the ohio river called the river boat where it was because it was on the ohio river bordering kentucky um in it didn't count <laughs> it, it really it didn't count you could go down there and gamble i do <laughs> that's great i do think that i think that it's it's changed now because you can do it like arcade style where you can like load up a card and you're not actually like it, it, it becomes more about the playing a game uh -huh. and you're you're it's that you're playing a game and it's not the gambling aspect but anyway um what what i'm saying is that prostitution is completely illegal here like and and then gambling is in most places legal so i mean it doesn't make sense because you're not allowed boobs and things on tv Oh yeah, any uh, sexuality is very highly regulated. Forbidden, any, right? You you told us that they have full frontal nudity on normal television there, and we were just oh, like, yeah. for, what? for anybody who is the in the UK, I sh <laughs> I showed Mark and Starla naked attraction. <laughs> we and they looked at the screen in absolute shock. I've never seen somebody who wanted to show like horror on their face that this was on live TV, but also complete interest that this was normal. Oh yeah, in our country, we had no way to respond because we thought that we were being super edgy by showing you talk sex with Sue Johansson, who is the sweet little old, <laughs> sweet little old lady. Yeah. She'll, she'll tell you, yeah. you know, answer people's random sex How to questions. Put a condom on. Yeah, yeah. We were just and like, the, and I'm like, wait, do you have? naked attraction and they were like what and i'm like this when you pick people based on their penis and she's like pardon it's like a colorful game show people dancing around yeah like you can so it's like um a like a reveal of pe naked people from the floor upwards so it goes up to their their hips so you get to see everything from the hips down and you judge them based on what is in front of you and you get rid of one you eliminate one based on their appearance before you've even seen the rest of their body it's horrific uh it is the worst trash tv and yet absolute comfort ever it's it's guilty pleasure 
all in one. Um, but they get the men with uh, their big dangly penises to <laughs> to dance, and it is proper. Should not be on TV. And uh, yeah, you just looked at me and absolutely. Oh, we showed your mum. Oh yeah, my mom was just like, oh no. <laughs> it was yeah, and my mom's a yeah. nurse. Like she yep. se- she sees them all day. It was yeah, but but like by doing it by making it normal, it's normal in the UK. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't phase us. You don't want to be watching it when your parents come in. Oh God! But yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, it was my my question of like, why is gambling so big? Is it was it just because Grace and Hudson needed money, and that was the only part of the hex that they went to, or because like, if you think of norm normal prisons, there's like the exercise part, like where you go to work out. That's what you do in the yard, right? Yeah, but I think that that the purpose for that is to wear down the testosterone levels a little bit to keep the prisoners from fighting so much. It gives them an outlet to be able to release. Because if they release it in in the yard working out, then they're less likely to do it, you know, in the middle of the prison, killing each other, which they still obviously do. There are prison fights, but I'm sure that that release of testosterone, I mean, you can't lock a, a bear in a tiny cage and us expect it to not become violent after you know after so long so um it's weirdly sexist like what do they make the women do at women prisons in the yard they do the same thing knit do we knit no they work out no that's i, I think it's all pretty much the same and i actually have heard stories that dolphins they, well i've heard that the some of the women are more brutal than the men because women (laughs) i think that women we are a lot more like creative emotional well emotionally (laughs) emotional creative like we can we'll craft a shank out of Mm -hmm. (laughs) a bar of soap i don't know i'm I'm speaking (laughs) out of my ass right now i have no idea (laughs) she goes to prison regularly it's her tuesday haunt oh yeah absolutely it's why this episode was late actually she had to post bail (laughs) oh yeah um um we also find out what the creepy creatures are that are guarding the the prison as well because grace is like what are they and he's like oh they're wendigos they eat humans yeah it's fine (laughs) she's like pardon and then they literally witness it happening. Yeah, and nobody cares. They they get a live nope. demonstration and everybody's just like, meh. Yep. Kevin got eaten. It's fine. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin the troll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your next I don't like your next comment because I don't It's true, right? No, the the what game. Yeah, like it's true. Like I have none. I, none at all. Maybe Okay, so so the question is, what game do you have faith in yourself enough to bet on it? I think it depends on how much I know about the other person's ability to beat me on it. If it was a stranger. <laughs> I mean, if I knew that yeah. the odds were they were just as skilled as me, then yeah. I could probably, I would bet Mario Kart. I'm pretty damn good at Mario Kart. <laughs> If they, but I found out, like, we had... <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm on the floor just going, I'm just trying to have a good drive, guys. You, yeah, you came time. You came to the United States to play Mario Kart. That's that's the only reason you were here, is to play Mario Kart. 
<laughs> and Amber's just, you know, she's just on a joyride while me and my husband and her husband are screaming at each other. Screaming at the TV. And she's just la yep. la 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 la. Oh. I was driving within the lines. <laughs> Looking at the pretty scenery. Yeah. But maybe, maybe. Eating all the bananas. Yeah. Maybe Mario. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, you know, I would be better off doing like a game of complete like random chance yeah i would do a game of random if that if i had to pick to play something versus you know just putting it up to chance i would do a game because of then your odds are exactly the same as the other person exactly so at least i'll know mm-hmm. that if i lost it wasn't because i was a failure <laughs> you know <laughs> I, yeah what yeah. about if you would bet on your husband for him to win dance dance revolution yeah i was gonna say exactly the same sense like yeah you know what his his strengths are yeah yeah absolutely he's he's like thunder feet i don't i don't know how he does it at being (laughs) like a yeah 240 pound man he he's got little tiny lightning toes lightning toes yeah (laughs) that's that's his that's his competition name lightning Lightning toes toes. it sounded better than twinkle toes <laughs> Twinkle Toes just sounds like sounds like a ballerina yeah. rather than a than a dance dance revolution dancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently uh my husband is very good at poker, but I've never watched him play. We'll play strip so. play some strip poker together. Make it a date. A strip poker because I'm terrible and I don't up naked. But I don't know the rules you of poker. like that. That's what you want. Oh, I want to be naked. Yeah. And him to be fully clothed, because that's how we have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. Make it make a date out of it. They add about 16 hairbands into my hair and take one off. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you like that? And you like just... Oh, you like this bra? You like this bra? The big bra that's definitely covering up the three other bras <laughs> underneath. <laughs> And then, and then you get like pasties under those. <laughs> yes, I was like literally wearing all the layers. I walk in like um, Maggie Simpson in the snowsuit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the game that Grace is playing, I don't. I'm thinking. I, my brain was going to those square, like labyrinth type things where you get the marble and it rolls around inside, but I couldn't quite figure out. So what I'm imagining is a board full of dips, like for the for the marbles kind of roll and settle in. Yeah. And then either the rows and columns add up to something, or the only part of the board is dark and she has to get all of the marbles to land in the dark section or something like that but either way she had to get um certain numbers kind of like blackjack yeah you have to get 21 like i think she had to get a certain number of marbles to land in the correct spots and she did it every single time which is why i was like how her first game she didn't but she was doing she was throwing the game on purpose to make it seem like she wasn't good at it but you wouldn't be able to win blackjack every time no 
Which is I, I just is very odd. Which is why I thought maybe I was misunderstanding what the game was, and maybe there was a skill element to it. I, I will say that kudos to Tracy it's for aiming, huh? Aiming, yeah, aiming. Kudos to Tracy for um, actually writing out a game in a way that is easy to understand, even if you don't quite visualize what the game looks like. You can figure it out, you know, just from the mm-hmm. what she's provided. Because in my book, the channel. Gilroy and Vivian and Dane and Cece play a game called Liar's Dice, which I didn't, I had to look up a game, like I had to Google and find a game for them to play. And then I had to figure out the rules to the game. And then I had to describe them playing the game and Vivian trying to understand the game that she didn't understand how to play. And to be perfectly honest, by the end of that scene, I wrote a pretty decent scene of them playing this game and her getting the hang of it i still don't know how to play the game (laughs) i have no idea how to play the game i i described it to the best of my abilities and nobody has said hey that's not how you play the game so i assume that i did it right but yeah on on the like writing perspective i have no idea how to play the game that my characters apparently played got (laughs) quite good at it yeah i'm a fraud I, I think that also it's really good if she is trying to kind of build a franchise, essentially, the the Crave universe. It's going to hopefully and maybe be a game that people would one day be able to play because it would be merchandised. Yeah, you could go and buy. It's like I got when I was a kid, I got a Harry Potter. Um, Wizard Chess. No, I got I got a levitation game with a little ball that floated on on a little air current, and you had to guide it through this little obstacle maze. <laughs> <laughs> I also I had a polyjuice potion set that you made these disgusting things you had to drink. I had all this stupid shit, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can see similar, you know. Yeah, yeah. Get camp gambling for kids. Gambling for kids. Well, I'm I'm imagining is is, is there a game called Ludo? Ludo. Ludo. Oh, no. That's, that's not what I was imagining it would be. <laughs> Ludo, Ludo looks completely different to how I'm imagining it. But yeah, I'm wondering whether there is a game that's very similar that she maybe was looking at and going, hmm, how can I change this? Yeah, to make it unique, to make it kind of... Yeah. Yeah. And that's what um, I thought. Maybe she made it. Maybe she made it up a little bit and... Yeah. Um, there was this, there was essentially this game that Grace wanted to to win, and she's like, "I don't have any money." And then all of a sudden, she finds a coin in her pocket, and I'm like, "There is one person that would know if she needed a coin." Yeah. So I think that Remy knew that she needed it. She might not have known what the outcome was, but I think he knew enough that he put a coin in her pocket, and therefore he put the coin in her pocket. And it turns out that she won a hundred. Was it one hundred and sixty-four gold coins? Something ridiculous. More than more than Hudson and Calder made combined arm wrestling. Like through tons arm of people. wrestling, like that's a big taxing thing. And she won like three games of double or nothing. Yeah, but she ended up um, with a dagger to her throat, and Remy had to come <laughs> save her, yeah. and then she had to get basically like escorted out of the hex with everybody surrounding her to make sure that. She, she didn't get murdered because she had so much money. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and still, we have no idea why they're making the money. They just need loads of money. Yeah. 
I would definitely be asking um, more questions again. Yeah, same. Like, like how what like how much is our goal? Like, do we have a goal? Because she can never play that game again. Oh no! They would ne- they would never ever let her play that game again. So, like, my next question was like, okay, what happens tomorrow? Where do you want me to go tomorrow? Like, do we do we need more money? Are we done? Did I make it all in one go? <laughs> yeah, they do keep going back, but it doesn't sound like. It's oh no, they they start fit, they start losing, don't they? Badly. Yeah, but I doubt that they're like betting lots of. I'm sure that they're not taking all that money back down there with them. They're probably only taking a little bit what they're willing to lose. You know. Yeah. You don't take your. Well, uh, Scott Scott talks about gambling in the way of like once you've bought your like tokens, that's now fun money. Yeah. That's not money anymore. That's not real money. It is fun money. Up until you've walked out of the casino and then it's real money. Um, he's like, right now, this is Monopoly money. You, like, it doesn't exist in the real world anymore. So they'd have to probably separate it into chunks of like, okay, this is what we're willing to like bet back on. But this is the stuff we have to keep. Yeah. Which um, I assume that's yeah. why they do get to keep quite a bit. So they haven't, even, mm-hmm. though, even though because Hudson and Flint and Calder are just so worn down from having to do the the chamber every night you know they still they still have to go and play their games and they just repeatedly keep losing so um what losers what losers i don't when were <laughs> their turkey sandwiches yeah so there was a, the meal after um the hex which was the first day in the prison so they've gone through the chamber once they then have their hex morning which is apparently mandatory every day. That evening, they have turkey sandwiches for dinner. And I was like, that's the real torture. Blandest food in the world, turkey sandwich. I don't know. Nobody chooses to have a turkey sandwich except at Thanksgiving and Christmas, if I, where they have too much turkey. If I was in a prison, though, of all the slop and nasty shit that they could serve... I would be relieved to see something like a turkey sandwich. I mean, you have to consider what our prison food looks like, though. But my, my, my question is, right, because she didn't, I don't think she ate it. So how no, does she know she did. I don't turkey? think she did. I, rem- I didn't remember specifically turkey sandwiches, but I do recall her saying that she couldn't eat. But like, if you were looking at a sandwich and it had white protein in it, why would you assume it was turkey? I can t- Especially after you've just been told that the guards eat people. Well, maybe maybe Remy was like, mm, turkey. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe there's some... I'd like to think that Hudson, like, his sense of smell is so good that he's like, turkey. Turkey. Blood. People. <laughs> he's able to, like, discern between, like, meals. <laughs> yeah. I hope, that, I hope that my mic with the sound isolation caught me sniffing in between all those. <laughs> um, so... They fall into their sixth night, and mm-hmm. Grace is finally like, like, I cannot take, you know, watching them go through this anymore. There is no way that they can get chamber again. There's just no way. And they do. And Grace decides to have this, you know, th- this wonderful idea to grab the blue string <laughs> to try to save Hudson. And I'm like, why the fuck didn't you try that six 
days ago. That is literally the very <laughs> first thing that I would have done the moment that he hit the floor the first time. I would have tried yep. to contact him. <laughs> God. That, that, or at least comfort him. She right. knows that she can comfort him down the string and she's apparently not tried a single time. I Yeah, like... Oh, and it's the only string she has. It's not like she's got to go looking for it. It's it's there. <laughs> All the other ones are gone. But it also, at no point during the six six nights of like torture, where you're literally watching someone dream nightmares, at no point was she bored enough to just try anything. Right. I would be playing it like a freaking guitar string. Dong, 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 dong. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I would be doing anything I could. Oh, the green string that we keep hearing about? No, I would I would be looking for that. I, I would... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But she she's able to like end up in Hudson's dream where he's just repeatedly ripping her throat out which, which first of all for a vampire that seems like an ineffective way to to consume blood just ripping out a throat i wouldn't that's, mm -hmm. that's not it's convenient yeah I, well it feels like a waste you know if you're if you're <laughs> if you're being handed a, a burrito you're not just gonna bite into the center of the burrito the middle and, of it right rip a <laughs> hole into it like you're gonna you're gonna nibble nibble i've seen some memes like that where it's like the most unsatisfying images on the internet and it's like someone who it's a Kit Kat right in the middle. the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what he's essentially doing. And he's crying the whole time because he's having to kill her over and over and she's trying to reach him. But then she has this genius idea somehow to leave and have Remy come over and she grabs onto Remy because somehow, even though her gargoyle is gone, she can still channel magic and Remy isn't cuffed. So he still has his magic and she's able to pull him into the dream, which what I don't understand, and I think that the biggest point of disconnect for me here is that she wasn't able to communicate with Hudson. He couldn't quite hear her um, when it was just her, but she pulls Remy in. And because Remy- Which is like, suddenly she's all understanding of her powers and what she needs. Because my first thought wouldn't be, oh, I need Remy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she- I'm, Somehow, with Remy with her, Hudson can now hear and see her. And then she lets go of Remy, boots him out because she's got what she needs. Poor Remy. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. Um, so it's just her and Hudson again. And she basically gets up in his face and she's like, I'm not afraid of you. You're not going to hurt me. And he kind of nibble nibbles on her neck for a minute and lets her go. And then he's <laughs> fine. Nibbles. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was I was expecting it to go a very different way. Like I wanted her to go like, no, 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 I want you to hurt me. <laughs> like change change his mindset because every single time the other Grace was running away from him and I thought, oh maybe it's because she needs to not be afraid of him. Um but then she was like, No, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you to stop and I'm like, Oh, here we go. Here we go, here's Twilight. And then, but then she she does say he's taken too much blood, but he hasn't because he lets go right afterwards. And yeah, that seems to be the thing. Now, here's my question, okay? So this seems to be the thing that that fixes everything. It pulls Hudson out of it. He's he's out of his his 
torture. He's recovered now. He kind of is able to forgive himself with Grace's help. But what were what would happen if they ended up hypothetically staying another night and getting chamber again? Would he just be exempt because he's atoned? Te- technically, is I mean. We don't really get an answer to what would happen. Would he just stay out or would he just They go- would have got the pit anyway. Because it was six days. Yeah, but if they went back, they would still But if yeah, if they if they didn't get out and had to do another week, I don't know. But I think they had to have atoned for one of them. <coughs> Sorry. I sneezed. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not sure because it, it didn't seem like a celebration thing that he'd atoned or like, it was like, oh yeah, but now we can leave. It was very much a like, oh, I just got him out of the torture. Like that was it. That was the end of it. Yeah. Now, now Flint and Calder are the only ones who are. Yeah. I don't know. It would, it would be interesting, but I'm glad, I'm glad that they get to the pit. So I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead after after that they they announced that they're able to get to the pit which will be our next episode but if you haven't read um mostly court and you know i I don't think that we really have anything for charm but if you want to be safe go ahead and leave now um so spoilers um i really didn't have any but i do want to tack on to your first one so go ahead and okay yeah. Um, so there, there was a bit where Grace was almost challenging Remy on the idea that the, the the prisoners literally chosen them six nights in a row, which he says has never, ever happened. And she's like, this must be controlled by someone. You can't say that this has never, never happened. It's all down to chance. Um, we have literally been on the receiving end of its torture every single night. That, that it must be some form of, like, control. Um, and he goes, oh, this prison doesn't feel, it doesn't, it can't want vengeance. And I was like, are we sure that the prison's not sentient or that, that something is controlling the torture? Um, like almost relishing torture of them specifically over other people because it's, it tastes so much sweeter or whatever. Um, and then it just, it made me think of my theory from last week where I, I did kind of believe that maybe Isadora was the person who was able to dish out the the torture because I didn't think that Hudson's torture fit what his worst, the worst thing that he ever did was. Did you? Mm, Not until, I mean, I, I guess he's, so if it was somebody that he was controlling and they had to kill their friends and he he was having to relive, you know, basically what they would have went through. Then in in that context, yes, but initially, no. Yeah, it made more sense after Grace explained yeah. it. But like, I I wouldn't have got it, it, unless Grace explained it. I wouldn't have got the connection between oh, he is being compelled to do something that he doesn't want to do. He's being compelled to kill her over and over and over again. But. Yeah, like I, I almost kind of felt like it was, it was designed by someone who didn't quite understand why he felt that strongly about compelling them to do something. 
Because if it was as true torture, it would be that he had compelled Grace to do something accidentally, and he kept watching her do it over and over and over again. Because that was what he said. It was, he has to be so careful on what he says, because he could make anybody do anything. And he, I mean, we 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 read later on that he he does say that he said to Leah that you'll never stop loving me or you'll never fall out of love with me or, or something like that or like you'll do anything to get me back and then she does and he realizes that the reason why grace was used as a sacrifice the reason why leah tried so hard was because he he misspoke he said something stupid and compelled her accidentally um he also compelled all those people to kill people and i mean i don't think that his fear or his the the worst thing that he ever did was because they were out of control it was that he never saw the consequences of it and of doing it by accident yeah it's like he has these two powers he can poof people and he can use his you know powers to make them persuasion yeah he can he can use powers of persuasion now he he clearly doesn't want to use his poofing powers and we learn more about that in charm and why he doesn't want to do that but throughout the entire book there are so many situations where i think that the power to persuade someone would have come in handy and wouldn't have necessarily resulted in anything painful or devastating and it would have mm -hmm. you know he doesn't really use any of he's not used it since yeah not, like I, I threw the ins through the ins through the ins i mean oh actually no he did he did with the the guards and grace yeah so and sure like surely him doing that to the guards would have almost solidified the idea that he can do it in a non-lethal and non-harmful way yeah it just doesn't feel like the worst thing that he's done because he doesn't it's not like he's dwelling on it he's always he's always seemed very justified in what he did he's never like i think that like you said him doing something to hurt grace would have most definitely been a, a more i mean i guess yeah i guess he could have had you know uh things that he just didn't admit to her that he kind of you know like suppressed yeah like if, if for example he he had a terrible impulse control then maybe i would understand that that was the, that was his dream that he he once killed someone because he drank too much of their blood or he once killed someone because he wasn't in control of himself but it, it wasn't it was a very strange thing for him to choose, which makes me think that it was interpreted incorrectly by someone who was immature. Yeah. And we wouldn't, we never know what Flint goes through, do we? I don't think. Not specifically. Or Calder. Um, so, like, I'm not able to kind of confirm based on what their fears were and what their punishments should have been compared to the story that they do. Um, but it's almost like Isadora, when she does start to control Grace's dreamscape, um, when she's trapped in the stone in court, she gets ten times more vengeful. Like, she goes right for the jugular. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and you'd think that she maybe had to spend time with Grace, which she did, to get to know what her true crime was, her true, her true worst fear. And that was that she dismissed her parents right. too quickly and didn't forgive them. And I'm just wondering whether it was the reason why that the, maybe the prison wasn't doing very well at letting anybody out wasn't because it was inescapable, but because the person who was controlling the punishment and the torture wasn't torturing the right things. Yeah. I don't... And it would be really funny. It's like, oh, actually, we've we've got a new person in who's designed better torture. <laughs> and then immediately everybody starts going, oh, this makes so much more sense. Yeah, I here's the thing. I think that it could it could pass the vibe check, but I don't think that it's canon. No? Yeah. Ah. Um because I feel like where we're at in the story, that part is very much already tied up and I don't think it will be revisited. Yeah. Oh. So spoiler spot. I think that it would make a good <laughs> um, fan theory. Yeah, good fan theory, but I don't think that it's anything that we'll get any like confirmation on. Um, yeah. But um, so do you think that somebody is in control of the prison? I do. I think that I think that it's. Con I think that it is technically controlled by Cyrus. I I do think, and that's why I, I think that your theory holds up a little bit. Because he wouldn't have time they, to, yeah. yeah, he wouldn't have time himself to devise all of this. Yeah, um, like they kind of go, oh, this this will do. This 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 scenario will work. Yeah, and e and even if it isn't, he's going to be miserable. Right. Either way, like be, watching that over and over and over again is not going to make anybody happy. It's not going to be the correct punishment for what he did, but it's still pretty terrible torture. Yeah. Like, let's say that you're a really neglectful mother and you abandoned your children, but then you had the punishment of being beaten up by an alcoholic husband. Right. Like, I mean... Clo <laughs> close enough. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, you punish, you're, you're still being punished. Uh, and it could be a punishment that does fit somehow because genuinely might have been the reason why you were a terrible mother but at the same time that wasn't the reason why you're in the prison <laughs> right well i mean it's not like we have any indication that the prison can like deep dive through all of their sins and be able to compartmentalize the the very worst thing it, it's that we don't get enough of a description of how the prison works to even be able to yeah figure out how it is deciding what your worst you know possible thing you've mm -hmm. ever done is um because, and like you say in your other spoiler, we, Calder seems to be a pretty, pretty mellow, you know, chill character. She doesn't seem to be overly malicious. I mean, she's no more than anybody else. She's a little cocky, but we have no idea why she's there. Nope. Or what she's going and through. I, nope. And she never, I don't think she even hints as to what it is. No, we get nothing. Like no, and I don't think we ever will. No, because she's well, gone now. In in the in the spinoff series about Remy, he might maybe he sits and thinks about it. Maybe he'll maybe he'll like reveal it. 
yeah. thinking about her. Yeah. So, or maybe flashbacks. <laughs> flashbacks to when she was tortured. Yes. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> As if it hasn't hurt us enough. Let's, yeah. let's revisit it. Um, um, but yeah, so like now, now they're in the pit and I don't remember what happens. Um, I remember they get the tattoo and stuff like that, but it'll be really good to like revisit it knowing what we know now from charm and court um but there was that moment when she said that she got really 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 mad all of a sudden at like the absurdity of the fact that her loved one was literally screaming on the floor in pain and i thought oh oh oh, is this where her demigod comes out and then no it turns out she just grabs hold of the painting and i'm like oh yeah i thought this was going to be a spoiler (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I I remember bits and pieces. In fact, I remember I remember really loving the the next few scenes. Just be I love the drunk scene. Yeah, yeah. Flint Flint getting drunk and so I'm I'm. Was he drunk? Was he drunk or was he just really beat up? No, that was Hudson who was beat up. Oh, uh-huh, Hudson was beat up, and he's just, he's like, you want a taco? Okay, you ate. <laughs> yeah, ate enough. Hudson Hudson was beat up in in Woozy and Flint was drunk. Mm-hmm. Cause him and Calder went and drank and she was having to carry him around. But I guess <laughs> And Grace gets a prison tattoo. Yeah, and Grace gets her her cool prison tattoo. But um <laughs> that I think is gonna cut it, guys. Thanks yeah. so much for listening. Sorry this episode was a little bit uh late. Well, I mean, they've all been on Thursday lately, so I'm sure that you guys are starting to realize that we're very inconsistent. Wednesdays and Thursdays, anywhere in between is when you can expect these yeah. episodes. You said you were going to have a snowstorm and then it snowed like an inch. It's ice, though. We oh. we went to check the mail and realized that it looks like it's clear, but it's like solid ice. So And, it, <laughs> and it's going to continue all through the night, so it will probably get worse. But um, yeah, guys, oh. thanks, thanks so much for hanging out. And I guess we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.